The Relevant You is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom-branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide-format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want a better way to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com backslash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Hi, welcome to the Relevant You podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benelli, and I help people and companies get back in touch with what they stand for and what they want to be known for, transforming their careers, leadership, culture, and reputation into more energized versions of themselves so they can grow with renewed vibrancy, focus, and purpose, and make a positive difference in their work, their lives, and on society. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Relevant You podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benelli, and I help companies of all sizes and the people who lead them get back in touch with what they stand for and what they want to be known for, transforming their leadership, culture, and reputation into more energized versions of themselves so they can grow and they can grow their companies with renewed vibrancy, focus, and purpose, and make a positive difference in their work, their lives, and on society. And hello, everybody. I'm your co-host, John Benelli. In today's episode, we're going to talk more about the opportunity companies and leaders have to refresh their company culture and their leadership approach. Now that people are going back into the office, and why this is important for how they're going to move forward. Yeah, yeah. So for the past 15 months, everyone has had an individual experience of being locked down, working from home, and balancing in real time and very publicly, uh, trying to balance work, children, relationships, and life. And the encouraging pandemic endurance tagline of, we're all in this together, sounds great, but it isn't entirely accurate. I mean, yes, we are all experiencing a global crisis together, but not everyone experienced it the same way. And this is really important for companies and leaders to keep in mind as employees begin coming back into the office. Based on the work I've been doing with my culture, excuse me, with my clients on cultural refresh, it's pretty safe to say on a broad basis that a great many people are mentally and emotionally exhausted at every level of a company. Because, you know, at the end of the day, working remotely doesn't come naturally to everybody. I mean, even prior to the pandemic, if you worked with remote teams, it wasn't always a natural thing. I mean, we 
we do better when we are in an office together. This is what we're hardwired for. And being remote creates a sense of being isolated for a lot of people, which in turn brings about an entirely new level of anxiety and stress, which adds to the mental and emotional fatigue that people have been experiencing. You know, we are human beings, not machines, and we were created for companionship in every sense of the word. And a lot gets done when we're in an office together. I mean, we learn about our colleagues, who they are, what they're really good at, the work they do, their likes and dislikes, their interests, their families, their pets. We learn how to collaborate and build bridges of understanding when we're in the same room with someone else. And our ability to communicate ideas and discuss differences, create plans, solve problems, it's much more effective and engaging when we see each other in person and face-to-face. -face. Information is shared more easily when we're together, and quick hallway conversations build rapport and create momentum for getting things done and creating healthy relationships. But um, a lot of this disappeared seemingly in an instant when the world began locking down in January of 2020 and companies began closing their offices and having employees work from home. And during these past 15 months, people have rallied to maintain good working relationships and keep on task. But a lot of company and cultural weariness and dysfunction also came to the surface. And so this is where we find ourselves. Now that companies are coming back together in the office, leaders have a choice. They can either address the underlying issues that reared up during the lockdown and bring a sense of renewed purpose and refreshed leadership to their teams, or they can ignore it and pretend to go back to business as usual. And I can say with a great deal of confidence, based upon the work that I've been doing with my clients over the last 15 months, and after 30 years of helping form and communicate the identities of companies and their leadership, those leaders who ignore the dysfunction or the weaknesses or the cracks within their teams end up getting stuck. They end up settling for mediocrity, and they start losing both key talent and customer base. And so the silver lining to the lockdown is this opportunity to take a deep look inside the heart of the company and the heart of leadership and refresh your guiding principles and your leadership abilities in order for as a company to soar. I mean, there are so many opportunities. The economy is booming. People want to get back to work. There are new opportunities for growth and expansion, but it's going to take getting people back together. And when people come back together, helping them refresh, helping them come back with a renewed sense of excitement and purpose to come together, re-energized and revitalized, um, reigniting the passion to bring your very best to the work that you do. So I firmly believe that those companies that are willing to do this work, those are the companies that are gonna see amazing growth and progress. Those are the companies who are gonna quite literally rise up. They're gonna find renewed purpose, they're gonna empower their people, and they're gonna see success beyond what they can dream or imagine. But here's what I wanna say. It starts with leadership. I mean, who is gonna be courageous enough within your leadership ranks to say we need to revisit what we stand for, what we want to be known for, 
and how we're going to show up for each other and our customers. Because those are the leaders that people want to follow. Those are the leaders who are paying attention. Those are the leaders who affect real and lasting change. And those are the leaders who make a difference. And so we've been talking about this at a, you know, over the past several podcasts, that the importance of culture and reputation, that they, they're intertwined. They do not stand alone. They're not these separate pillars. They, they stand in parallel with multiple, multiple touch points. And it does start with leadership. It does start with clarity about what you stand for and what you want to be known for. So if you were part of a company, if you're part of a leadership team of a company, whether you're a founder, whether you're C-suite, whether you're executive ranks, and prior to the lockdown, you knew that there were some cracks in the culture. You knew that there was some exhaustion in the purpose, that there was some weariness even before the lockdown. But man, we had all these goals. We had all these objectives. We've got to go, 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 go. I'm telling you, the silver lining to the past 15 months is this opportunity to say, there's so much out there that we still want to do. There's so much out there we still want to go for. There's so much we still have to bring, but we need to reignite our spark. We want to take a moment. We want to take this moment to dig deep, to get reacquainted with our purpose, with who we want to be and how we want to show up. And so we're going to do the work. We're going to do the work of answering those vital questions of who we are, and what we stand for, and what we want to be known for, in order to create refreshed guiding principles so that everybody can come back together and say, yes, yeah, we're in it. We're recommitting. We're in it. We want to go do this together. And help each other reconnect. Help each other come back together, um, reignited and excited again. Now's the time to do that. And it's not wasted time. I'm here to tell you firsthand, it's not wasted time. Your employees, they want to succeed and they want to be a part of something that brings meaning, not only to their lives and the work they do, but to the lives of your customers. Just approaching this as, well, we've got to get back into the office and we have all of these challenges to solve and we got to get back on task. You know, that's business as usual. This is the opportunity to do business outstanding. Take that time, make that commitment, make that investment. It's going to come back to you a hundredfold. It's going to come back to you a thousandfold. But you got to make the time. You've got to make the time. You've got to make the commitment. So this is what we're talking about today, this silver lining. And so there's one thing that I wanted to ask you, John. You've been talking to me the past 15 months and all the work that I've been doing with my clients, you keep talking to me about um, the communication principle, how much communication gets lost through Zoom, through you know Google Meet and all of that. And so remind me again what that was. I mean, you, you just, you would rattle it off to me. I'd come off these meetings exhausted and you'd say, well, that's because XX percentage of communication gets lost. A whole bunch. Um, but I think the, the underlying theme and the, the point that um, makes sense to me is that um, when people don't connect 
and they don't have interpersonal relationships, they're not in the same space, they seem to uh, have a uh, more of an edge to them. So if you write an email and you don't mean mean things, uh, but it comes off that way to somebody because they can't see your body language, they can't look at your face, you can't see how they're accepting that, uh, then it turns into this... Um, I guess, internal battle for people of what did I do wrong or how did I miss that? And I think if you can talk a little bit about um, how that um, interpersonal relationship means so much, those uh, conversations in the hallway uh, with management, with uh, fellow employees, with people under deadline and with knowing, you know, how that uh, stress gets to people. I think that would be a great um, subject for you to um, address now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting for, you know, being human beings and we communicate. Communication doesn't come naturally to us. Um, and in this day and age with social media and, and people learning to communicate via, via text, via postings, via likes and dislikes, via you know, reactions, all of that, we forget that there's a real difference between responding and reacting. So reacting is an emotional response. It's like an immediate emotional re- I am reacting to you. I'm reacting out of joy, out of shock, out of fear, out of, out of frustration, out of anger. It's an emotional reaction. But to then respond means that you are engaging thought. You're understanding, you're taking the moment to understand or to seek understanding of what the other person meant or intended with what they said or did. And then you are responding in order to make your position known, whether you're agreeing, disagreeing, whether you want to put, you want to debate something. Too often we get stuck in reacting. And what I've seen happen with all of the video meetings is people are just reacting. They are reacting, they're reacting, and they're losing the body language. So much of how we communicate are our facial expressions, our body language, and our tone of voice. Um, most people are looking for those cues, and the last thing that they're doing is actually listening, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. right? We need to learn, not only do we need to learn how to respond, we also need to learn how to listen. This concept of active listening is so, it's been lost and it's a really vital skill set for growing professionally and for being an effective leader. Um, and so often what's happening in cultures right now where there's a lot of misunderstanding, it's being birthed from miscommunication and little miscommunications, assumptions, reading or misreading facial cues or not listening and, and, and looking at the facial expression or the tone of voice and not listening for the words. And I do think that that's something that people need to understand. It sounds like a pithy statement, but it's incredibly true that most misunderstandings are born from miscommunications. And that's been happening a lot because of the inefficiencies of talking into a microphone with a camera in your face. Yeah, I was, I was thinking when you were uh, talking about that, how uh, we um, just disassociate once we're in our own office, 
and the screen is right in front of us, and there may or may not be distractions in your own space, but there could be distractions on the screen, and that's where you start to lose that um, uh, connection between the, the people. And so I think, um, yeah, when I, when I would um, see you get off of a meeting with um, 15 you know, different people and they all had their little screen, and you, um, even at, at your uh, situation, you looked at some of uh, the responses and you couldn't really read if this person uh, understood what you said or disagreed or didn't think that um, their voice was being heard and so they shut down. There was, a, there was a lot of that miscommunication, and I think, you know, as we get back to that um, uh, interpersonal level uh, where we're looking at each other, where we're in the same space, where we're uh, talking about a subject and you, you're reading all the cues, then we'll start to see a lot of this uh, angst, a lot of the anger, a lot of the misinformation uh, suddenly go away because... Everybody knows what that is. You've known that from birth. I mean, you're looking for people to um, interact with. It starts with your, your mother and your father and then your siblings and then uh, your neighbors and your friends. And so, you know, when we get to the um, business setting and everybody thinks, oh, it's just the bottom line and I just have these tasks to do, uh, that's where I think that cross-communication came in. And so you fire off a a text that is a little pithy or doesn't um, really address what the issue is, but it creates this firestorm of emotion, and and now everything's gone sideways. So, yeah, you no, know, that's absolutely right. I um, I was finishing up a a coaching call with a client just before we headed over here to the studio, and there was a big misunderstanding that came that started with a can we have a quick conference video call and then um, led to a series of misinformed emails where people were just reacting and shooting off and the emails were then out of context and out of order and then people were reacting and reacting and then somebody said I need to have another video call right and and then people were getting on, and it just it became this cluster of misunderstanding. And when I started working backwards with this client of, well, how did you get to this point? Uh, let's work backwards. It all started with somebody who was on camp. You know, it was a con, you know video conference call. They were on camera. They were trying to do a presentation. But what had happened just prior to that meeting is they'd received some very, very bad news about a family member. And they were trying to show up and be fully present while they were also trying to process in the background this bad news about a family member. And so they weren't showing up with a lot of energy. Their, their tone of voice was kind of flat. And in the comment, comments section during the video call, somebody did a public comment to the other people that were on the call. I don't think that this person knows what they're talking about. I don't think they're very well prepared. And that upset the person who was getting, and it just, it just steamrolled from there. And it just, and it's, what it was, was a symptom 
of the greater issue of mental and emotional exhaustion coupled with the inefficiencies of trying to communicate, trying to build relationships and build productive bridges and collaboration with coworkers when you are all in your own individual silos of your work from home space with everything that's taking place around you, with all of the anxieties, lingering anxieties that are going on in the world, and you're tired. You're just tired. And what would normally be addressed by sitting across from somebody and that person saying, oh, they, they just look tired. Are you okay? You know, is everything all right? Do you, do you need to postpone the meeting? No, we are just automatically saying, oh, I don't think that they're very well prepared. Their voice is flat. They don't seem very enthused. We're, we are venting and we are characterizing people um, with no information, with no facts. And it's, it's creating these miscommunications, these misunderstandings. It's creating dysfunction. And so what quite a few of my clients are starting to do as people are coming back into the offices is like, what is it that we need to address? Because when people come back together, are they going to be coming back together really irritated with each other? Are they going to be coming back together with all of this misinformation or misunderstanding? What do we need to do? And there are a number of clients that are saying, well, you know what? We want to readdress our guiding principles. We want to reemphasize for our employees what's important to us, starting with them and then with our customers. And then, you know, from there out, you know, what, what's most important to us? Well, seeking understanding is really important. So do we need to teach active listening? Do we, do we need to put together a series of um, mentoring sessions? Uh, And what do we need to do for our leaders? Because at the end of the day, team members look to their leaders to model the behavior. It it does trickle down. It really does. And um, it's helping leaders going, well, how how are you going to show up? What do you need to feel refreshed? What do you need to feel invigorated so that you can then refresh and reinvigorate your teams? But since it trickles down, starting at the very top, like, well, what do you believe? How do you want to move forward? What does this, what do you stand for? What does this company that you're leading stand for? And it's important when looking at those questions to go out into the employee base and hear what they stand for, what they want to be known for, what they want to work towards together, right? It's that um, it is, it's, what's the word? I'm losing the word. It's, um, well, it's finding the heart again. It's finding the heart. This is what I talked about in the last podcast about the essence. And so again, I go back to there is this silver lining to everything that we've gone through the last 15 months. There really is. There is this opportunity for companies to say, we're going to hit a minor pause, not to doing business, not to getting our work done, but we're going to come in and we're going to dig deep together as to how do we want to move forward together and what are those guiding principles going to look like so that we can come back together refreshed. We can come back together um, reinvigorate it. We can learn how to trust each other again. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much, how many 
people I talk to, they say, I don't know if I trust my colleagues anymore. It's like, why? Well, we just don't communicate, or this happened over these, this happened during this time, and there was this, um, there was this war of words, and now I've just, you know, I've just stepped back. I don't want to get involved. I've got too much else. So we've got to rebuild those bridges and those connections. And this, it sounds like a challenge, but I see it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I see it as a very unique opportunity in time to do this. Yeah, and and for people to be um, uh, polite to each other mm-hmm. is something that I think uh, was lost in the electronic transfer of um, their business life or the, or the communication that they were going through. And um, it's much easier to be polite uh, when you're with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not, um, you know, it's easy to say it's it's not... Uh, one of those things where you just go, well, I'm just going to be polite because, you know, I need to be. You genuinely connect in person. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, you know, through text and email and Zoom calls and uh, video conferences and electronic uh, um, communications, you just don't get to that level. Mm. And so I think when you're talking about leadership, redirecting the business to um, ev- for everybody to go in the uh, same direction. And they don't have to think the same thing. They don't have to uh, do the same thing. They just have to have that respect. And like you say, when leadership says, okay, we're going to take a pause, we're going to allow everybody to uh, reconnect on a human level, then we can go forward with how we're going to all succeed Yeah. The three most common areas that I'm hearing from my clients that I'm doing this culture refresh work with, the the three most common desires that I'm hearing universally from their employees when I do those deep focus groups is they um, they want respect. It's not like give me respect. It's like they want um, collective respect of one another. They want accountability of you know for one another, and um, they want collaboration with one another. These are the three most common areas. And when you take those together, then it it all leads to the fourth greatest desire, which is trust. And it's it it has been um, eye opening for me at how quickly those four areas broke down over the last 15 months. And it's been pretty eye-opening for a number of CEOs that I've been working with over the last 15 months. And what I've heard from um, a couple of them has been, I thought we trusted each other. You know, prior to COVID, you know, we were making progress, we were delivering on on our responsibilities and on our objectives. We were seeing the funnel increase. We were doing, you know, we were, business as usual, business as usual. So surely there was trust. And like, yeah, you know what? That's been a big learning. A lot of trust wasn't there. It was just people coping and people showing up and saying, well, I've got a job to do and getting very task oriented. Those companies where people actually believe in and trust one another, those are the companies where creativity flows, where 
innovation flows, where people feel safe and accepted to debate and disagree and then commit, right? To commit, to disagree and commit, which I believe is one of the guiding principles of Amazon. Um, gets quoted a lot, but it's absolutely true. You, it's okay to disagree, but at some point you have to commit. And that means you need to trust one another. And very importantly, you need to trust your leadership. Um, and a lot of companies lost that. And a lot of companies didn't have that prior to COVID. It was do as I say, not as I do, get in line or else. That doesn't create trust. right? So it's creating these, these avenues of communication. It's improving the communication in order to be respectful to one another, in order to be accountable to one another, in order to trust one another and believe in one another. And and a lot of this is being driven by what's happening in society as a whole. Um, and that does come into offices. You are not in a bubble in an office. You've got people coming. People come to work every day. It's part of their life. And so they are bringing life with them. So it's learning how to show up for one another in a new way, in an all-encompassing way. Um, in an inclusive way, and that is learning to communicate. It, communication's at the, at the heart of it all. When there is miscommunication, there will be misunderstanding. And if you don't address that miscommunication by getting misunderstanding, by getting better at communication, the misunderstanding grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. It is solvable. And a great way, again, I'm going to say it, there is a silver lining to what we've gone through individually and collectively over the last 15 minutes. As last 15 minutes, <laughs> oh my God, last 15 months. As a company, there is a fantastic opportunity, one that nobody will question to say, we want to address what we stand for and what we want to be known for, who we are and how we're going to show up for each other and for our customers because we're coming back together and we want to come back together renewed and refreshed and re-energized and pulling together towards a cause, towards a goal, towards a vision that has meaning, um, not just business as usual. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe in it. And uh, yeah, I love this work. And I, I just so enjoy the people that want to do it. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah, so there we go. That's today's podcast. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I think that's a good place to end. So, I yeah, so I was just going to say, I think, um, you know, for me, having um, been out of business, you know, directly for a while and, and watching everybody um, go through these uh, machinations. machinations <laughs> that too. All, yeah, those things. Um and then now seeing even uh, the most um, reluctant people, the introverts, mm. feel like, oh, my gosh, I got to get back and be around people. Mm. And um, I think that that is what's actually going to help um, with all of this um, negative crosstalk that's taking place. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing universally, again, with the companies that I'm working with on this, that from their employees, 
they're tired of the conflict. They're tired of the misunderstandings. They are tired of being afraid to um, to be themselves uh, and wondering who's going to attack them, attack their character, their integrity, um, with for no other reason than it's become a bad habit. Um, you know, there is a huge difference between being accountable um, and being attacked. You know, we all want to be respected. It's And we all should be respected. For me, it's a fundamental right. You're a human being. You should be respected. You have value. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to be brought down to your knees and be shamed because you have a difference of an opinion. Now, if you have purposefully hurt somebody, if you have purposefully attacked somebody, if you, you know, things like uh, along those, yeah, you need to be accountable for that. Um, But at the end of the day, people want to be respected and and they deserve it. Mm -hmm. And it's a universal need and want so let's do it right and part of that is listening listening to understand first and then listening to be understood second and those people who adopt that point of view they are the ones that are able to build bridges they are the ones that are able to help take these conversations further and actually put action behind the movement, behind the, the shift and the change towards the positive. Um, and I'm hearing from a great many employee bases that they have a deep desire for this within the companies that they work for and they want to see leadership model that. And so, you know, I go back. This is a great time. There is an opportunity. There is a silver lining. So let's do it. Let's do it. Because it's meaningful work. And it also helps to set the company strategy for moving forward. There is value, broad universal value to this. Not just in creating a culture that people want to come to and work at for attracting the very best and keeping the very best and growing the very best. But also these are the companies that people want to do business with. These are the people that want to help them be successful. It, it is an organic movement when you know clearly what you stand for, what you want to be known for, who you are and how you're going to show up in order to empower people to be their best, to bring their best so that your customers get your best. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, it would, I would say it's uh, human beings being human. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well done. Okay. (laughs) It's true, though. It's true. So that was today's podcast. Again, in sum, there's a silver lining to all of this. And uh, there's a silver lining to this for companies, particularly now the companies that are opening up and employees are coming back into the office. That silver lining is how do you want to show up? getting clear on what you stand for and what you want to be known for, getting clear on what you need to resolve 
so that people come back refreshed and re-energized and excited and your leadership is empowered. And that is taking a fresh look at your culture and, uh, and revisiting your guiding principles or your values. Uh, and then, you know, and then moving forward, putting together the, the very pragmatic actional plans for moving forward to show up, to bring your best and to be your best. Um, and it can happen. I'm watching it happen with my clients every day. And it can happen for you too. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that there were some nuggets, some real nuggets for you, some aha moments. And if you have questions, as always, you can reach me at hello at therelevantyou.com. One of these days, I'm going to get my website up. And, uh, and I hope that you'll join us for the next podcast, uh, which we'll be recording next week. And if you have any ideas or questions that, of things that you'd like to hear, um, yeah, drop me a note and let me know. So I hope you have a beautiful day, and we'll talk again soon. Bye. All right. Stay relevant out there. Thank you. Well, you've made it to the outro, and I'm really, really glad that you stayed with it and that you stuck around for the conversation, and I'm really grateful as well, and I hope that you'll come back next week. Um, But in the meantime, if you've got any questions, please go to therelevantyou.com. And be sure to like this podcast on all of the major platforms. I'd really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking with you again really soon. Bye.